Have you ever wondered if there are different styles of animation? Well, stay tuned because in this episode, number 2117, the CG Bros will be doing a deep dive into that subject when they answer the commonly asked question, are there different styles of animation? On the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. Well, hello. Welcome to the CG Insider Podcast. I'm Bill Johnston, one of your hosts for this podcast. And I'm Sean Johnston, the other. And we're the CG Bros. Are you a lover of animation? Have you ever wondered how many different kinds of animation there are or what differentiates one style of animation from another? Well, in this week's podcast, episode 2117, the CG Bros are going to answer this question, submitted to us on our Ask Us Anything page at our website, thecgbros.com, by Carmen T. from Detroit, Michigan. Carmen asks us, what are the different styles of animation? You know, that's a really great question because not only is it a fun subject to talk about, but there's so many great kinds of animation. Animation is not just cartoons anymore, and a lot of films being produced today contain some form of animation, so we thought we'd take a deeper dive into the subject for you. By the end of today's podcast, you'll come away not, uh, knowing not only what kinds of animation styles are out there today, but what techniques were used in the past and how we got there uh, got where we are today when it comes to creating animation. You'll also learn some fascinating facts about animation that you probably weren't aware of, and we hope that it will inspire you to learn more about the art and craft of producing some of these amazing animated works that we see today, and maybe even inspire you to take up animation on your own. Um, you'll even get our take on what makes animation near and dear to our hearts. You know, both of us have been interested in animation for most of our lives, and we've been working in the field of animation professionally for more than two decades now. So, Sean, since your official title right now is Director of Animation, uh, why don't you start us out today uh, by briefly telling us why you love animation and, and maybe even why you chose it as a career? Well, I loved animation from the very beginning, um, I think because I started watching, you know, as a kid, watching, you know, cartoons like everybody else. And then also watching, I think, in, you know, my era of, of watching TV when we only had a few channels was a lot of the... Um, uh, monster movies that uh, we always seem to come back to that, but a lot of the monster movies that were done by, you know, stop action by Harry Housen and just looking at the way those things moved. And, and I think I got fascinated in, in that respect um, from the very beginning uh, looking at those things and just kind of being fascinated by monsters and how they move and all that. So I think that's kind of started, started me on the, 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 um, you know, wanting to do this. I and mean, who um, could forget the, the dinosaurs in 1 million BC with Raquel Welch, right? <laughs> that's right. I mean, you know, I mean, how those and then the, the, the uh, you know, King Kong, of course, yep. um, and some of the other ones that are, you know, iconic, uh, Mighty Joe Young and those those movies. Um, but, you know, we wanted to get our own, you know, camera and do start doing our own animated, you know, creatures, you know, like yeah. with our G.I. Joes and things. So I think that's where it started. How about you? Well, uh, you know, I, I think uh, it started with, like I said, 1 million BC when I saw the dinosaur movies and I wondered how the heck they got the, it, it was like magic to me, Sean, the, right. how they brought these characters life was magical. Uh, and you, you mentioned King Kong. That was probably one of my favorite movies as a kid. Uh, you know, it probably dates me a little bit, but you know, uh, and, and that was made in 1933. So I, you know, I didn't see it in its original release. Uh, but, uh, as a kid, I just really loved, like you said, monsters and creatures. And, and the only way they could bring those to life was through animation. So, you know, before we get going too much farther, I just would like to kind of maybe briefly touch on what animation is, um, generally, um, yeah, it's, the, it's, 
it's a, it's the process of animation is the process of bringing um, illustrations or inanimate objects, you know, like uh, puppets and and things like that, to life through motion pictures. It, as a matter of fact, the word animate uh, means to give life to. Uh, and in French, uh, animate the word animation is literally translated uh, as soul. So, you know, the process of animation is actually you know the ensoulment of characters, bringing characters to life or giving them a soul. Uh, I thought that's that's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. So, you know, why don't we cover a little bit of the history of animation and kind of maybe how we got here from from uh, from the past. I mean, you, you know, people might think that animation is a relatively recent invention, and that's really not true at all. Not at all. It's been around yeah. for, you know, for eons, you know. Yeah, thousands uh, of years. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, man's early attempts, obviously, developing uh, motion and art, you know, sequential drawings on uh, caves and uh, other civilizations, you know, doing it in, in forms of paintings or tapestry and carvings and things like that. So, so all the way back to the caveman days, uh, and people wanted to animate it, looks like. Uh, right. You know, the, the first known animated cartoon character uh, in the world was found on a goblet um, down in Iran's burnt city and dates back, dates back 5,200 years. And it, it showed, um, you know, five successes, successive images of movement, like kind of like a comic strip of a goat leaping up uh, to eat leaves off of a tree. And uh, when you put those images into a sequence, like a flip book, it, it actually animates perfectly. I, I, scientists, when they had this goblet, didn't realize, they just thought there were pictures on the goblet, but there were actually early forms of animation. Uh, and similar, like you said, comic strip type illustrations have been found in ancient Egypt, for example, um, where they depict uh, you know, uh, animation in the form of drawings uh, of such things as wrestling tournaments that they used to have. Uh, and it would show this actual sequence of moves that the champion used to win. Um, and it's been seen on the ancient Greek pottery as well. So there's a lot of early examples of, of this kind of animation. I think um, they even had some of those thinking back about that, where you had uh, somebody getting, you know, stabbed and then the next scene would be a little blood coming out. Yeah. 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 And, and uh, some of the other earlier forms of uh, animation uh, was puppeteering since they didn't have, you know, anything digital or, you know, they would have marionettes, they would have, uh, you know, um, Shadow puppets, uh, which is uh, there's actually an art form called shadow play or shadow puppetry, which is basically the art of storytelling, uh, where you animate uh, cut out figures, uh, which are held between a source of light and a translucent screen, so that you can kind of see the shadows cast up onto the screen, and they would uh, dr dramatize stories uh, in that way. That was kind of like the first animated movies, if you will, right? Using uh, lanterns and things like that. Yeah. And then came devices such as the the thaumatrope which was a little disc on a string with uh, different images on each side. And when you twirl, you know, you pulled the ends of the string and you twirled, twirled the disc, it would, it would flip between the, the front of the disc and the back of the disc. And if you had slightly different images, uh, it was a bird, a bird in the cage. Exactly. Mm -hmm. A bird mm -hmm. flapping. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was just, you know, one of the early uh, animation devices that were, that were invented that were used. Yeah. I, I think the first one um, I was uh, doing some research on that. I didn't even know this. I, I I'd known about the zoetrope before, but uh, another one, the earlier one, uh, called the uh, Fenikistoscope uh, by that math mathematician uh, Joseph Plateau um, in Belgium. So he, he gave that first illusion of a moving image. And then, of course, the zoetrope was uh, the uh, a different version of that, which is a cylindrical version, of, variation of that. Isn't that with a, a, the little de device that you look through a little slit and you see the images that appear to move when it's spin spun around, kind of like a flip book? 
Well, no, he had two two different circles. Uh, one was moving the opposite direction um, than the than the one the outside, and so he did one that looked like a, a snake going uh, going direction out and going over the side. So hmm. that that's the the, the version that uh, was uh, by uh, Joseph. That that really looked cool. But then that was just looking top down on it. You know, that's that's really interesting. That's it, it, such an old invention, but. Some you know the technique, the basic technique of the zoetrope is still used today to create you know the same principle anyway is used to create animated gifs. Yeah, you could yeah for sure you could say that. So, so do you know what the first uh, animated uh, stop motion film uh, was? The first stop motion film? Yeah, or, or animated. I guess they call it. It would be animated using stop motion. Yeah. Um. No, I don't. Yeah, it's called the Humpty Dumpty Circus and was created by Stuart Blackton in, back in 1902. At least he's credited for the first stop motion film. I mean, a lot of artists were doing stop motion or attempting to do stop motion, but this was the first. This is They actually credit uh, Humpty Dumpty Circus as being the first one. Interesting. Uh, I, I thought it maybe it was Willis O'Brien with uh, King Kong. I thought that might have been the first one, but maybe not. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's a lot of people were doing it, and, and it was not a, it was a very time-consuming process. I mean, um, you know... Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's one person usually doing it. Well, you know, you have, it's, it, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, well, you know, it, that's right. Because it, it's not There weren't these huge teams that you see today doing animations. I mean, when you see these movies today, you see hundreds and hundreds of, of people who worked on the film. A lot of most, you know, half of them are animators. Um, and, you know, even when Walt Disney started out and he was, you know, he did Steamboat Willie in 1928. He only had two animators uh, working on him for that. Right, and that was obviously the traditional way of doing it, where you're you've got 24 frames, you've uh, somebody's animating and drawing each each scene or each each uh, um, keyframe. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, each frame of that film at 24 frames a second. So yeah, that's a lot of drawings. It really is, and you know, especially you know when you consider that you know, say for instance, Snow White uh, that Disney was making back in was it 1928 uh, or 19 what was it 19? 19- you know, I don't. Isn't that the 40s? Or was it in the 30s? I think it was, it might have even been in the 30s. Uh, I can't remember. Gosh darn it. I think it might even be 1933. Don't you know everything? I, I, some people think I do. Uh, You know, it's kind of funny that, yeah, I mean, even for, for Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, they, they uh, were animating that 24 frames per second, but that was because, you know, they could, they had a lot of animators. They had a lot of people that were unemployed due to the Great Depression. And, uh, you know, they were doing 24 frames per second and, Three to seven layers uh, for each frame. So you know, it took him over three three years to animate that thing. Uh, but you can really tell, uh, you know, I mean, that was how smooth it is and how beautiful it is, and and I mean, the colors that they were able the to detail, use and, yeah. and the detail and the animation. Uh, but then, you know, along came the '60s and '70s, and, and labor really started to become too expensive to do 24 frames per second. So, you know, they they began creating cartoons at 12 to 16 for frames per second, which is the, you know, the minimum you need to, to have any kind of fluid motion. Um, but they did that to, to save money. They, they, they had fewer animators and they, they drew fewer, uh, frames and you can really see that it's pretty evident when, you know. Oh yeah. They reused, they reused actual backgrounds and, um, you know, even characters that, that have been, been, uh, you know, in certain scenes, they actually re, re, uh, use those scenes and just redrew some characters over the top of that with the same motion. Yeah, as a matter of fact, there's a there's a pretty recent case of that with uh, Beauty and the Beast when uh, you know Disney created Beauty and the Beast, they ran out of money at, at some point, and they they couldn't create 
brand new animations of the ballroom dance. And so they actually used the exact, you know, motion from the ballroom dance in Snow White uh, to do the the dancing sequence between the Beast and and uh, oh, what was her name? Oh gosh, Bill, no, you don't ask me that one. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know that one, but but wait, I thought that was you talking talk about the Beauty and the Beast with the uh, the CG part where they're in the no, ballroom. No. No, this was this was the animated version. This oh, is the, the I never anim- saw they, that. They, never oh, saw it's, that. it's actually really really good. It's a good movie. Uh, they did a great job. Um, but I can't for, God, for the life of me, I can't remember her name. Um, yeah, I, I just remember ama- how amazing it was when I actually saw the CG version of the the background while they're. Oh yeah, around. no, that, see, that, the, the th- that's the 3D animated uh, version. Yeah, that that's pretty amazing. Well, just the background. Yeah, 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 t- for sure. Well, um, so go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. No, no, you. You well, I, was, I, was, I thought we'd kind of talk about maybe what, what kinds of animation uh, are there. You know, uh, we've been kind of talking about, you know, the history of animation and how, how puppetry was used and, and uh, these different devices to kind of uh, simulate uh, animation. Um, you know, that, that, I guess those are all kind of basically 2D animation. Um, right. Traditional you know, cell drawings. Yeah. Or, or classical, you know, they call it classic, you know, classical 2D animation. And it, it, it you know, the nice thing about 2D animation, uh, the flat, uh, animation is it doesn't require very advanced technology or you know exceptional tools, uh, you know because because everything's completely hand drawn and hand painted or or, or hand colored. Um, and- yeah, I mean, but that that can also be um, you know labor intensive because you're drawing every frame, and if you have to animate you know the 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 feet walking on the ground, and you have to animate all the fingers. I mean, that's a lot of drawing. So, I mean, with, with the CGI, you know, you don't have to do, uh, I mean, things are sped up. It's like a time machine. You can do so much more on the computer so much faster because the computer's doing all the in-betweens. Yeah, that's a good, you, you mentioned fingers. That's, that, that's one of the reasons why they, you know, we've all wondered why, can, you know, cartoon characters only have four fingers. Well, it's for that exact reason that, you know, animating that fifth, fifth finger right. took a lot of extra manpower. You know, if you only have to animate four, you don't really lose any any of the you know the, the the gestural communication that that hands portray, uh, they were able to get away with just the three fingers, and it, it didn't you know didn't hit anybody as wrong you know right um, right. But it saved tons of time in the studio. So yeah, you know. and then there's also you know let's get into some of the the stop motion stuff and why why we wanted to get into that and who some of the the amazing animators of uh, of our time you know Ray Harryhausen, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorites, and, and I mentioned him earlier. Uh, he's and then of course Art Clokey, who did uh, Gumby and Davy and Goliath and things like that. So um, that those stop motion and using clay characters uh, with uh, armatures inside, um, those are the things that I I wanted to get into at one point. Um, so that that's kind of a cool cool thing. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, you know, you asked me earlier what inspired me, and we we talked about these monster movies. Uh, you know, Ray Harryhausen was a master of of incorporating his style of stop motion animation and into movies that I really liked. Uh, you know, I, I I remember the fighting skeletons uh, back in Jason and the Argonauts. Oh yeah, uh, and the giant octopus, and it came from beneath the sea. Um, and, and the Cyclops, and and the Serpent Woman, and the Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. Um, I mean, he lent his talents to creating so many different great. Uh, monster movies, and you mentioned the classic King Kong, of course. And, and right, you talk about Medusa, right? Mighty Joe. No, I, I I didn't mention Medusa, but uh, but yeah, that oh, the Serpent Woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, That's was, your, that was incredible. Did you know he he um, actually um, you know concepted that himself, and he hadn't been concepted that way. It was actually a beautiful woman um, at no. first, and he was the first one to do that. And then ever since that time, because he wanted it to be ugly. 
mm-hmm. and it was his design. And from that point on, um, it seems like uh, that's kind of stuck that, mm-hmm. that version Interesting. You know, with the serpent of Medusa's body, um, you know, so it's got, yeah. And the realism of it, you know, I mean, pe- people look back and they go, oh, you know, how, how fake that is, but you know, it's, it's, it, it looks so much more real than anything that had come before it. Um, and, and stop motion sequences have been used in so many live action films, Sean, even, even up to 1984, I don't know if you remember um, in the Terminator. Yeah, I do. Uh, they they took do. advantage of several types of special effects. You know, they used animatronics, but the T-800 robot in the final chasing was done using stop motion. I mean, so I know. It's, yeah, it's, it looked. It looked. I mean, you look at it now, obviously in retrospect, and you can tell. But uh, at the time, it was just amazing. You you your suspension of disbelief was was there. Um, you you got into it. But the thing is interesting about you know the Ray Ray Harryhausen is. Even even though you know I was watching you know some of the stuff he had done, it wasn't until I think um, what was it Clash of the Titans um, later on where I believe that uh, it, he he uh, his stuff was just so polished to me anyway. It wasn't as mm-hmm. as um, stuttery, you know. You you notice that obviously with stop motion because there's no motion blur because you're kind of stepping, yeah, yeah, and what's the, what do they call it staccato or something similar to that where it's mm-hmm. it's that way. Um, and it would, it would, it would draw my eye away from it. It would, it would bother me, even though it was, I know in his own eyes, it's, 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 um, it's surreal. Um, he even said at one point that, uh, you know, even the CGI that's coming, um, you know, that's coming, he knew it was coming and he basically was gonna, not going to be used anymore. He said, um, that he believed, um, it just wasn't, um, it, it, it's mundane. The CGI is, if it's too real, it's mundane in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, versus looking at, you know, the way he did it, it was almost like a, a dream, dream state, uh, you know, almost a disturbing, it's disturbing to see things move that way. And I, and I thought about that and I remember just seeing, and this is totally different, but, you know, seeing, uh, Jacob's ladder, um, where you saw that, that, um, that body with no legs and that chair and the, the, you know, the shaking, um, uh, head, do you remember that it's twisting yeah. back and forth really, really fast in this yeah, bizarre yeah. way? So those are the kind of things that I kind of throw into the same same kind of a feel. It's like it's a dream state or or a nightmare looking thing, the way it moves. Yeah, you know, you could call it the uncanny valley, you know. In yeah, a way, you could, right? Mm-hmm. You sure could. Yeah, I remember. I mean, some of my favorite stop motion stuff was, uh, you know, back Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. I mean, I, I grew up with watching uh, Rudolph, and and uh, later, you know, in my early Teen years, Wallace and Gromit. I love Wallace and Gromit. They, that was some of the smoothest stop motion animation or claymation, I guess, uh, that I've seen in a while. And you, you were talking about Ray Harryhausen and how how he did the stop motion style. He actually, uh, I guess, he had some kind of um, con- problem calling it animation, right? Um, well, I mean, he actually coined the term uh, dynamation, um, and that was because at the, I think believe at the time I've heard two stories. I heard that. Dynamation was was coined because people thought that they associated animation with um, cartoons, and since he wasn't doing that, um, they came up with the term dynamation. Um, but then I've also heard that dynamation was actually the technique of sandwiching, um, you know, the CG or CG <laughs> sandwiching his characters animating uh, between two uh, live action elements and plates to you know into the the final live action scene. So. Um, I've heard it both ways, but I mm-hmm. uh, thought that was really interesting, Dynamation. And then, of course, later on, um, there's uh, Super Dynamation, 
I've heard that they they came up with that. So, but it's you know, he, Ray Harryhausen, you know, and we're gonna we're gonna continue going on a little bit more because I enjoyed it. Um, is you know he inspired you know John Landis and Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, Peter Jackson. So he his movies inspired all mm-hmm. those those directors. So I mean he had, I mean and he was a one man team. He did it all. Um, I think for Mighty Joe Young, Willis O'Brien hired him to do. Um, you know, help him out. And he had eventually ended up doing most of all the scenes for Mighty Joe Young. And then on his own projects, he was almost like the director, you know, of the entire movie because they had to do all these scenes um, the way, you know, because they would take these people that were doing the uh, shadow boxing, for example, and the, and uh, what you said, Jason, the Argonauts, they had that fight scene with the the skeletons, those seven um, and they fought against those guys. And so they shadow boxed over and over and over with these guys had numbers in the back of their, their shirts, uh, that were representing the skeletons in the later scenes. So he kind of directed all that stuff. And I think I was, I was listening to one scene where if you saw them locking down the camera, uh, with like, um, tying it down. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't moving because if, if the camera moved, it would destroy the illusion of, of putting these characters in and they'd be right. floating all over the place. So um, one of the actors who played, I think it was Sinbad, um, said that as soon as he saw a scene that had that camera in there, he knew that was, you know, Ray Harryhausen's uh, was the scene for the CG. And those lockdown I keep saying CG. It's not <laughs> CG, guys. <laughs> um, the uh, the Dynamation. Ah uh, yes, yes. Well, you know, let's. Uh, there's uh, yes, and there, there's other types of animation as well. Uh, there's animatronic animation, and Disney was one of the pioneers of doing animatronics over there in Disneyland, where they had set up uh, some of their their attractions to basically um, you know combine audio with uh, animatronic performances and, and kind of repeats on a pre-programmed uh, show uh, over and over again. And uh, you know, from there they they developed uh, auto animatronics, uh, which is basically the same thing except you know the the animatronic uh, character can sense a person in a room and even converse with them, and you know can can you know with sensors can really you know can tell if they're happy or sad or whatever. And um, it's do you just, remember that? Uh, <laughs> do you see that? Just reminded me. Remember in, in Jurassic Park where he said, "Is that auto erotica?" Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, that was so that was the lawyer, the blood sucking lawyer, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And it's funny because animatronics are still used today. I mean, in some of the most sophisticated, you know, it really, CG is really expensive to do. So if you can, you know, animatronics is too, but if you can do it correctly, I mean, it, it you don't have to worry about blending it and integrating it into your live action. Have you seen the Avatar um, ride? No. Oh boy. that the, the animatronics are probably the best I've ever seen. Um, oh, the characters look, look it's so fluid. It's amazing. You can go online and check it out. It's really amazing. Excellent. I, I will do that. So um, computer animation. Uh, is another form of uh, probably the most popular type of animation for creating, you know, films, TV, and short films today. And it's, uh, of course, you know, we all know it's the process of generating three-dimensional moving images in a digital environment. Um, but it, it's more than just that. It's, it's actually typography animation and motion graphics. And um, do you remember what the very first computer animated television series was? That used computer graphics? Yep. Um, let's see. Was that uh, Babylon Five? Uh, no, no. This is a, the his first uh, completely CG generated uh, TV series. No, it was reboot. Back oh in yes, nineteen ninety four. Mainframe Entertainment, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. 
I thought it was amazing. I thought it was great. I mean, you know, look, looking back on it, it's pretty terrible. But at the time, it was like revolutionary. Yeah. And I think they did a version of Starship Troopers, too. That was uh, uh, I can't even remember the full name of the the um, uh, was it? Uh, gosh, you remember that one? It was an animated series that had um, was based on the Starship. Yeah, Troopers. the Roughnecks. It was uh, yes. somebody's uh, raisin. Somebody's roughnecks. Yeah, they're they're called roughnecks, and uh, uh, he was. They were led by the the commander uh, from the movie. It was it was pretty. I, I enjoyed that series quite a bit. It was quite a while ago, though. Yeah, that was from Foundation Imaging. I just remembered. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what are the different styles of animation? Um, you know, there's keyframing, of course, um, which has been the traditional method of of animation for for most of animation's history. But right. then, you know, more recently, they've We've moved into performance and motion capture. Right. Um, performance where they've actually got the markers on the face yeah. um, for the characters itself, which can be disturbing as well. I mean, obviously you have some some examples of that Monster House and Polar Express, Beowulf, which is, you know, you get, like you said, the Uncanny Valley uh, gets bizarre. But then you have some better ones, you know, where you have Andy Serkis, who's, as, you know, playing King Kong or Gollum. Um, in Lord you know, of the Gollum Rings, to, Gollum to me was actually part of that uncanny valley. I never, I, it always looked so creepy. I, you know, it didn't bother me. I thought, it, I thought it looked it, to me. It, it looked, it was amazing. <laughs> it was just a, totally amazing to me, and it didn't bother me. I didn't have, you know, the humanoid, the real human characters seem to bother me um, if it doesn't look right because we we just know all the nuances of the face and everything. That's well, my opinion, yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. And what did you I, think about Davy Jones? The Pirates Davey, of the Caribbean. I thought that you know, was amazing. Davy Jones is really, really was a, quite a, an impressive movie for me. I thought the, the way they animated the tentacles uh, was superb. Um, the way they animated his facial facial uh, features um, and how yeah. his, how his tentacles would pick up cups and hold rings and do all sorts of, and, and and it basically exp- it expressed what he was talking. It was almost like a gestural that would gesture every time he'd talk. His mouth uh, was amazing to me. I thought his mouth was really done well. When yes. he would do his pronunciations and kind of make these weird sounds, you could just see it. And they actually animated. That was really amazing to me. Yes. And did you did you know that the 2021 is the anniversary of uh, 20th anniversary of Shrek? It's been 20 years since Shrek 20 came out. Years? No. No. Now, it was the first 3D animated feature from DreamWorks. And as a matter of fact, it, when it was the first movie uh, when they well for the first time they offered an Oscar for best animated feature. Shrek Shrek won back in 2001. I did not know that. Yeah, it seems it's amazing it's been that long. So uh, do you have any uh, other thoughts um, as far as uh, performance capture or any of that? Yeah, Um, yeah. No, I don't think so. I do. I think we kind of covered that in one of the other um, the other uh, podcasts that we did where, where, you know, we said that things were good and things were bad. And, you know, obviously, you know, putting deep fakes, uh, that technology, I think is going to work a little bit better than some of that doing full CG. But then again, I've seen, you know, where they've done that uh, CG replacement with uh, one of the latest Terminator, I thought was really amazing. But what about like things like motion graphics and procedural uh, rules-based animation um, styles and types? Yep. There's definitely those. Yeah. We uh, would be remiss if we didn't mention those. Yeah. There's different, different uh, types of animation. Uh, Procedural is, is, yeah, where you just basically have a set of rules that, that, that determine how things move. Um, you've got, like you said, dynamics and uh, physics simulations, uh, which are used today in, in movies to to uh, to create destruction. Uh, you know, they use fluid simulations for creating fire and smoke and 
clouds and plasma and other fluid-like uh, natural phenomena, including you know uh, uh, dust storms and, and tornadoes and stuff like that, and, as well as hair, fur, and cloth. Uh, that's how that stuff is animated. Um, yes, you know, and all- you know, I know we didn't didn't explain. Uh, I know we're cut we're cut for time, but. Uh, you know, they, there's also the, the, the other 2D stuff that you haven't seen, like uh, a lot of the explainer animation videos using motion graphics. So where they're using, you know, animation using words and numbers called uh, kinetic typography, mm-hmm. you know, doing whiteboards where, you you know, you've seen those a lot where you see the character's hand animating with a pen and pencil and drawing objects on the screen. So there's a lot of that animated stick figures that we've mentioned in silhouette animation. So a lot of that stuff uh, is being used uh, in the 2D side of things, too. So. You know, I, I have to say, I really like uh, anime these days. You know, they, oh, yeah. they actually do a blend of 2D, 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I really think that, you know, the, the stories are so so amazing and the style is so amazing. Uh, anime is just a huge uh, a style, if you will, of, of animation as well that, that we want to make sure we mention. Yeah. And, and, you know, before we go anywhere else, we want to also more mention some of the you know, uh, different animation types, you know, like we've mentioned before, uh, morphing animation. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, made famous, obviously, by Michael Jackson's uh, black or white, you know, sequence, that morphing with the faces. I thought that was amazing. Well, it was doing it not on a still image, but when the character or the people were actually animated, you know, mm-hmm. moving, you know, looked amazing. Moving. I agree. So that, yeah, and then, yeah. of course, Soundgarden. Black hole. That's, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm, that's you know what right. they used and, on that one? I believe it was uh, uh, Avid's Elastic Reality, right? Where they're doing I believe warping. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they even used stop action uh, animation in Peter when Peter Gabriel's uh, uh, music videos. Yeah, I call that popular. pixelation, where they use oh really human beings instead of an- inanimate objects to in the performance, um, hmm. and then they did a mixture of both, which I thought was really interesting. Um, and then, of course, sand animation. You've seen, you know, performance art, you know, that they, you know, where they're animating with sand with a light yeah. box and they're projecting mm-hmm. it up on the screen. Yeah, that's amazing um, stuff. It really is. I mean, there's so many types of animations, you know, I mean, it's you can keep going on, uh, on and on and on. But you can even go to Vegas and see an- animated water shows, you know, where they ha- have these sophisticated computers running water pumps that sh- are shooting water in these beautiful sequences of uh, you know, it's basically a tapestry of water. It's pretty amazing stuff. So animation is a very wide and broad subject. Um, I know we you know, probably need another podcast to even go in even further. I, I agree. I agree. Do you have any final words uh, for this podcast? No, I think we pretty much covered what I want to cover because I'd like to keep going, but I know we're, we got to get out of here. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're, if you guys are interested in, in, you know, doing your own, uh, animation. There's definitely some software you could start looking at. Uh, you could do it traditionally, and I, I think that's really great. You know, get your own camera and and do your own you know claymation. There's some amazing stuff out there. Uh, Nightmare, Nightmare Before M Streets, or Nightmare Before Christmas, I should say, is a really great you know thing to look to 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 look at to kind of you know maybe inspire you. Um, you know, yeah, they actually have software that you can actually download for right, an right. evaluation. Mm-hmm. So there's mo- so there's uh, yeah the the uh, stop motion software, there's a 2D animating animating uh, software and, and you know you don't have to spend a lot of money, you know there's there a lot of these are free, you know one's pencil 2D and you know crazy talk animator and tune boom uh, from Harmony and maybe even Moho Pro which was formerly Anime Studio Pro. Um, even Adobe has a product called Animate which which you can uh, get. That one's not free, but uh, you could actually do your own 2D animation with that. Isn't there one called uh, Adobe Character Animator too? Oh, I think there is, Sean. That's that's amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
you know, or if you're interested in doing 3D animation, you know, you can go the free route with Cascader uh, free version. Uh, you can use 3D Studio Max, you know, Maya, Cinema 4D, Blender. There's 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 a lot of great uh, 3D programs out there, and and if you can't get them for free, you can get student versions of those. So, uh, you know, the 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 the, the, tap, you know, the the landscape is wide open for you guys to kind of create your own uh, animation if you really want to. Um, yes. And so, you know, we hope you enjoyed our discussion today as we answered Carmen's question, you know, what are the different styles of animation? And today we discussed some of the history of animation and why we liked animation so much. And we also discussed, you know, what the different types of animation are, as well as some of the different styles of animation that exist today and where they came from. Um, you also learned some fascinating facts about animation that you probably weren't aware of. And we hope that it inspires you to, you know, learn more about animation as a whole. Thanks for being part of our discussion today. Uh, if you like this podcast or found it valuable, you know, please share it with your friends. We 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 really appreciate you doing that. Um, and we do a new podcast every week just for you on subjects related to the creation of CGI and 3D and animation and digital VFX, uh, as well as some other interesting subjects as well. So if you've got an idea for one of them, let us know by just leaving us a comment in the section below or head over to our website, thecgbros.com and up to the About Us menu and click on Ask Us Anything and leave your question there like Carmen did. Yes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, please hit that like button and the click the bell so you'll be notified the second we publish another podcast. Oh, and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel where we feature the best in CG and VFX animated films from new media producers around the world. And again, we are also broadcasting the audio version of this podcast on all major podcast platforms as well. And both of us are looking forward to seeing you back here for next week's podcast, episode 2118, where we'll be answering the very broad question where is movie making headed in the next two years? Uh, that discussion will be really interesting, Sean, and as well as a lot of fun, too. Absolutely. We'll see you then. Bye-bye now. That's it for today. We hope you enjoyed the CG Pro's answer to the question, are there different styles of animation? Thanks for being with us. If you're watching on YouTube or other social media, please give us a like and make a comment. If you haven't yet subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. You can listen to our podcasts on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible.com, and Stitcher. Contact us on our website at thecgbros.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. Oh, and don't forget to tell all your friends about this podcast series. Be sure not to miss the next episode, when the CG Bros will answer the question, where is movie making heading in the next two years? This has been episode 2117 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. See you next time.